Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good Saturday morning to you. You, 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 especially you. It is uh, 8 o'clock here in the city of Seattle, and it's in fire. It's actually just a little after 8 o'clock. And that means on Saturday morning, KKNW rolls out Drive Time Radio, which is hosted by yours truly, New York Vinny. We take a look at the automotive world, uh, cars and trucks and classic cars and cool cars. And when it comes to cool cars, we have something pretty cool for you this week. And hopefully it'll, uh, although the weather has uh, nicely calmed down from the heat we've been experiencing over the last couple of days, although we don't have it half as bad as most most of the country, uh, but uh, we have found a cool car. We have uncovered the whereabouts of a very, very cool, iconic television car, and we will uh, let you know where that is and where you can go see it coming up in the show just a little bit later. Uh, we also have a look at, uh, ahead at this week and what we're driving this week, and yo, Vinny, uh, what uh, are you driving this week? And a uh, also a review of the Honda Pilot that we were supposed to do last week. But I screwed up again, and a couple of people caught me, Nathan being the first, uh, that I that I actually repeated a review from the week before. But, you know, sometimes you get old, and that's what happens, you know. So uh, apparently uh, somebody got a double shot of love, the Toyota Crown, got a double shot of love, and a Honda called and said, hey, what are you doing to me? And so we fixed that. We'll we'll fix that this week as well. Hope you had a good week. Uh, a lot of car news out there uh, this week. You know, I said last week that I thought it was going to be quiet for the next couple of weeks because of summer vacation and so on and so forth. And all of a sudden, bing, bang, boom, uh, we had uh, three um I don't know if you want to call them one official reveals. Well, one was uh, the Chevy Traverse and the Buick Avenir. Uh, both were shown and revealed and um, by General Motors. And uh, both of these look pretty good. The uh, Traverse, Chevy Traverse, uh, is their three-row SUV. It's not quite as big as the Tahoe, but it's their it's their bigger. S, you know, uh, SUV, and uh, it has a decidedly new look to it, a little bit more radical, still squarish, uh, but it's it's got this kind of weird pillar in the middle of it, this weird piece of plastic that sits in the middle of it. It'll be interesting to see if uh, you like it as... Uh, I'm still trying to decide if I like it. I want to see it in person before I pass any kind of judgment. But it certainly is uh, something that Chevrolet is banking on, the 2024 Chevy Traverse. Uh, it, um, they add a Z71 model, which is their off-road package. Also an RS model. Uh, lots of tech in this thing. They have a screen that goes across that looks like a drive-in movie. Uh, it's so big, but it's um, it it you know it looks great. I think the big question with the Traverse is going to be um, the turbo four-cylinder engine that you're going to put into this thing. Um, they said it, it'll develop 315 or so horsepower. Uh, they say it's more potent than the. Uh, V6 that's in the Traverse right now. And, um, you know, are people that want to buy that off-road Z71 trim going to buy into that four-cylinder engine? And uh, so that will remain to be seen. Another thing, a uh, report on this thing that I read in, in the car connection is that it has a column gear shifter. <laughs> Which, you know, I find them charming. I actually really like them. The old Prindle, you know, you have to, the Mercedes-Benz has it. And I find, I like it. As a matter of fact, you could go back to a column shifter and a bench seat in cars. And I'd be just fine with that. 
to be honest with you. But uh, a, a column shifter seems to be what we're going to see in the 2024 Chevy Traverse. Um, listen, Chevrolet makes, uh, you know, the Trax is successful. Their new, uh, uh, fairly inexpensive um, little SUV. Uh, the Traverse uh, has been successful in its different, I think this is the third generation of the Traverse, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you know, there's a lot of competition in this segment, the three-row crossover, uh, the Kia Telluride, the Honda Pilot, and the Toyota the new Grand Highlander that's coming out are all, you know, cars that are going to compete with the Chevy. So Chevy is going to have to be good with this one because the Telluride is an excellent vehicle. The Honda Pilot will tell you our opinion on it a little later in the show, but I think you know already, I think it's a pretty darn good vehicle. And what they are doing now is Chevy is following along as we're seeing it in more and more brands as they're coming up with an off-road version of that particular vehicle. So the Z71 model that Chevy is going to come out with will have to be off-road worthy, uh, or at least as off-road worthy as the Pilot and some of the other vehicles that go into that class. Uh, we know that Toyota's vehicles are usually uh, very off-road worthy. And... Um, so it remains to be seen what Chevy will will do here, but I'm interested to see how that turbo four cylinder does towing. Uh, another good thing is going to have Super Cruise, which I think is um, is a great tool, especially for young drivers and for old drivers. Um, uh, my friend JD just bought a car. He bought a a, a Chevy Bolt. And uh, the Super Cruise, uh, I, I was you know he's 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 hitting seventy years old. And with the Super Cruise, when you're on the highway, you put you know you you put it on, you touch the button on the wheel, and you don't have to touch you know you you you're, it's hands free, stay in the lane, braking, driving. So it'll what it does is it eliminates, or at least lessens, the possibility of a break uh, of of a crash. If the guy in front of you breaks, the car will break. If the, uh, you know, if the car starts to wander out of the lane, uh, the car will correct itself and put it back in the lane. It'll keep its speed. It'll keep its distance. And it'll follow the road along. And when you get older and you do a lot of driving and you get on the highways, um, I think these are important tools. It's not completely autonomous. Now, we're not there yet. I don't think we will be there for a while. But it certainly takes the possibility of a tragic mistake and lessens it. Uh, so that if you lose your attention for a couple of minutes, if you do something that you shouldn't be doing, like look down at your phone or something like that, the car is going to compensate for that. And plus, it has the OnStar, which if you get into an accident, it automatically calls the uh, police, asks you if you're all right. Uh, I think that th those features, now again, these are subscription features. You have to pay every month for it. But I think they're well worth it for uh, people that do a lot of driving, especially on the highway. Uh, people that, um, that, you know, sometimes are prone to make mistakes. Younger drivers. It gives, uh, it, it gives them an edge, a, a high-tech edge to their ability to drive. Doesn't mean you can't drive the car manually. You got to switch there. All you got to do is put it on and take it off. But if there's something out there that will help you avoid an accident, why in the world wouldn't you have it in every car? I mean, it's just, uh, and actually the answer to that question is expense. Uh, the Super Cruise is expensive. expensive. Uh, it's a $2,300 package uh, that uh, comes in the car. But, I, you know, it, it, if you are going to buy a new car and you have the ability to do that, to get that, I think it's going to increase the value of the car. And it's also, um, I don't know that this is true yet, but I would have to think that some insurance companies will give you um, a discount if you have that kind of equipment in your car. 
because it's, it, it, it so lessens the possibility of you having an accident. And that's just these days that's so important uh, with the, you know, people paying less and less attention to what's going on on the road. But the Z71 trim on the uh, new Chevy Traverse is looking uh, pretty good. It looks like it, uh, uh, it, it'll it make it a, uh, a true off-roader. And again, when we say off-roader, they really should say off-asphalter because this is, I don't know that this is a truck that you're going to take and, you know, uh, go through, um, you know, all the way up to the top of a mountain with. It's not a Jeep. It's not a Bronco. But it's going to give you the ability to go further off-road than you normally would in a regular uh, little SUV. And I've driven a bunch of these now, and many of them uh, that are coming out are very off-road worthy. Uh, the Pilot is certainly one of them. Uh, the one that impressed me the most was the Mitsubishi. And the way that that thing uh, handled off-road. Uh, also the Toyota. RAV4 is another one. You can take it off-road, put it on a, a course, and it'll take a beating. It'll it'll go over hill and over dale for you. So, the, you know, there are more of those kinds of cars coming out. Manufacturers have seen what people are doing in the aftermarket to them and said, well, why don't we get a piece of that? And we'll just put, uh, you know, better shocks, more ground clearance, uh, better tires, you know, tires that are geared more toward off-road, but yet give you uh, comfort when you're driving on the road. It's a tough, tough thing to find, but uh, these companies are doing it. The other big truck that came out this week, or the big news that came out this week, I should say, about uh, SUVs, and, and I love this. I saw a picture of <clears throat> the Hyundai Santa Fe. And you talk about a radical redesign. Let me tell you that the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe, it's going to be revealed. I guess it's going to come out uh, as a 24, make it as a 25. They'll reveal it at the uh, auto show in Los Angeles later this year. But I'm here to tell you that this is a truck to keep an eye on. This is a, a, a such a well-designed, it's, it's radically redesigned. Radically, it's the first time I remember. You know, usually on the uh, on most cars these days, I was going to say the Korean cars, but it's really with most cars. You look at a, a model from ten years ago, and it looks like the model that's on the showroom floor now. Well, Hyundai is is up in the game. They have created a Santa Fe that looks like a Land Rover Defender. As a matter of fact, a lot of people are saying that this is Hyundai's jump into the, uh, you know, into giving people a luxury option under the Hyundai brand. They already have with the Genesis. But the Santa Fe, um, it, you know, picture a, a Land Rover Defender and put H-shaped headlights on the front of it, and that's what you have. And I looked at it, and I was just blown away by the looks of it. I really like... That square look, uh, station wagon look that we see, uh, that we used to see. Uh, the Ford, um, um, uh, what was the, the, the Ford uh, that they just stopped making a, a year or so ago that had it? The Flex, the Ford Flex. Uh, I was in love with that car. Uh, the Mercedes that, ha that looked like a station wagon, a small station wagon. I love that car. I love that design. I love that look. And Hyundai has brought it to the Santa Fe. So uh, a radical redesign for the Santa Fe. So if you're thinking about buying a Hyundai Santa Fe, you may want to hold off. If you're looking for that, you know, uh, uh, middle size SUV, you may want to hold off because I think the Santa Fe is going to turn a lot of people on. I think it's going to turn some people off. I think they're going to look at it and say it's just a carbon copy of the uh, Land Rover Defender. But um, I'm here to tell you that, uh, you know, Hyundai makes a good vehicle. And uh, there's no reason for me to believe 
that this is going to be a, um, something that you're not going to want to look at if you're in the market for that particular type of vehicle. So that's the um, really, uh, you know, the big news. The Buick Avenir also is out, and that's something that we'll uh, jump into a little bit more uh, in uh, in next week. And, and, and by the way, if you are still looking for a car, if you want a sedan, I don't know if you knew this or not. I almost didn't know it. I had to have my memory refreshed. But the Chevy will put you in a 2024 Chevrolet Malibu. It is the last mid-size sedan from a Detroit brand. It uh, goes up against the Camry, the Accord, the Kia K5, the Subaru Legacy. And while it is not, um, I don't know, you know, it's not, it's not uh, um, a popular car at the moment, I like to know it's there. It's, uh, you know, there's, it's just, it's a sedan. It's an American sedan, and it's really kind of the last midsize sedan out there. And um, I am fervently trying to get one to uh, to drive for a week. I'm uh, in, in contact with uh, my friend Shad from General Motors, and we're going to try to get one of those up here into the press fleet, see if we can drive one. You know, Chevrolet is so concentrated on electric right now that um, I don't even know if they're putting these uh, Malibus into their uh, press fleets, but uh, I sure want to drive one. I don't know that, they're, they're, you know, I don't know that they're using these as police cars anymore. I think now if you want a police car from General Motors, you got to go with the, uh, you have to go with the, um, um, SUV, but I, I still think it's a sharp car. I still think that the Malibu, uh, which has been around since 1964 in one form or another, is a, a sharp-looking car. It's not, uh, some writers say it's, it's boring. Uh, it's this, it's that. Sorry. I think that it's uh I think that it's a good-looking car, and if you're so inclined that you want to buy a Chevrolet, you're one of those people that I want to buy an American car, um, this is pretty much your choice. So that's still out there, and that's, uh, and that's a good thing, a very good thing, uh, to see that 2024 Chevrolet Malibu out there. And again, it is um, – it gets, you know um, – you know, one reviewer that I read said it was an elegant car. And and you know what? I agree with that. It it gives you kind of that coupe look. And uh and it's it's well postured. It's just a sharp looking car, especially if you see one in black uh or in a darker color. They really look um I think uh you, you know it's uh, again, I think it's a sharp looking car. Uh, you can certainly go on to Chevy's website and take a look at it, but all hail the Malibu because it is still um, out there being strong. All right, let's uh, let's bring in our good friend Nathan, who every week uh, is uh, is with us, producing the show and making everything go as well as it possibly can. Nathan, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Vinny. Doing well. Good, good. Well, let's see. What's your T-shirt say this morning? I'm, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, F nine. The Fast Saga or the Furious Saga? Is, is the Fast the Saga. Last yeah. One? Are they going to kill it after this, or are we? Uh... I don't know. I just came across this shirt. I haven't watched too much of that series, but hey, it's got like a nice classic Dodge Charger on it, and you yeah. know, got one for my dad too because you know he drives a current Dodge Charger. He does, huh? I didn't know. Maybe you told me that, and I forgot it. And he likes his Charger. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a car that doesn't, I mean, because it's so, the design is so old. I mean, it's, what, 20 years old, that design. Uh, mm -hmm. And they're going to phase that thing out, I guess, at some point. I like the Dodge Charger. I've driven several of them uh, from the Wildcat, uh, or the Hellcat, I should say, uh, you know, through just a, a police car you know police uh, uh spec car 
I think it's a great car. A great sedan. You know, I mean, definitely. Little, They're roomy, I, spacious. Uh, got quite a bit of, you know, surprising luxury put into them, too, with the four door and very comfortable car to be in. Yeah, e- extremely. Now, I have two friends this week that bought Mazdas. Mm-hmm. One bought a Mazda 3, like you have, because I uh, told him uh, that you were so happy with your Mazda. That, oh, yeah. Uh, and and that the Mazda 3 that we tested uh, was, uh, was impressive. Everyone we've had was impressive. So he went out and he bought a Mazda 3. And then um, a friend of mine for their daughter's first car bought a Mazda 5, I think it was. CX-5. That would be the CX-5. Okay, I was going to say the Mazda 5, that would be a minivan. That, that, uh, yeah, but... no, this was kind of that that generation of 5, CX-5 that, mm-hmm. um, you know, now they call it the 50, I think. But, uh, and uh, they were impressed with the car too. So we have, uh, we're doing Mazda's PR work for them. Yes, we are. Can't and... really go wrong with them. Yeah, it, it, they're good cars. Got a little right? something for everybody. Yep. Which is hard exactly, to do in a car. That's exactly it. They got a little something out there for everybody. Uh, the only other brand that's like that, I guess, is Toyota. Uh, maybe Nissan, but Nissans are so long in the tooth. I don't know. I, you see less and less of them out on the road, uh, even though you, you know they have the new uh, area that's out, mm-hmm. the electric one. I don't think I've seen one out in the street yet. I think I saw one one time. But well, I haven't seen many for, of them. Yeah, that's, that's not saying much for a car company when you <laughs> like one or two. Go. I think I seen one one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that thing not, is still pretty new. I mean, they were just putting it out at the auto show earlier this year and yeah, announcing well, we it. The auto show, yeah. So I expect that as it they start getting more in production, we'll start to see a lot more of those because. That's a great looking car and very yeah. attractive. Yeah, it's a good looking car. I'd love to drive one, but unfortunately, Nissan uh, doesn't like me enough to give me one. So, <laughs> what are you going to do? So, you know, I used to get Nissans all the time. Now, pff, nothing, but that's okay. Uh, you know, Nissan's not going to go out of business because I don't drive their car. And I'm not going to go out of business because I don't drive a Nissan. Uh, get the driver tell you about a Nissan. So we'll just. But they uh, give you infinities every now and then, which yeah, is... it's 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 so weird. Yeah, uh, it, it's just such a weird thing. They'll give me infinities, but they won't give me Nissan. It's the same car, you know, the yeah. same company. But you just, um, I don't want to get into it on the air. It's just, uh, you know, it's their loss. Mm. You know, because they don't get the exposure. They don't get, I mean, you know, people see me driving a car down the street. They get excited. They say, hey, there goes Vinny in his car this week, right? Uh, usually a big question that many people will ask me is. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Did you just lip sync that? <laughs> did Repeating you, what I did a couple of, uh, weeks ago. Uh, did you lip sync that? Was that a lip sync or, or was that? Uh, <laughs> You know, <laughs> they, the people on the radio don't know. Yeah, but we're now we're on television too. Here we're on uh, on the internet. <laughs> you know, we got you know this is now archived forever and ever and ever and ever and oh, ever. Oh man, I'll be forever known as a lip syncer. Don't go to my concerts. You're I'll be a lip syncer. Uh, you're gonna be um, what do you call it? Uh, who was that? Was it Taylor Swift that was um, lip syncing or, or or no i don't think it was taylor swift on saturday night live there was such a big thing about it a few years ago because hmm. she lip synced something i, I forget uh, maybe it wasn't taylor swift there was somebody else but uh that that lip synced something and like you know half of america got excited half of america doesn't get excited if somebody takes away your rights but if taylor swift or somebody lip syncs something everybody's up in a tizzy <laughs> I, I don't I don't get it. I you know I grew up all the bands lip sync on uh you know everybody would you know they'd come out on a show and they'd carry the record with them the backing track and they'd lip sync mm-hmm. the song on the show and you know and you sit there to be four guys with a guitar, one guy with a snare drum and you hear the horn section and you'd be looking around going, Where the heck is the horn section? So <laughs> it's a little it's a little amazing, but uh, all right. Or in the War of the Worlds, uh, the world was getting invaded by aliens, and yet there's an orchestra playing. 
Exactly. <laughs> well, that's um. What was that? What was the movie? Oh, uh, Mars Attacks. You ever see that? No. Oh, you should check that out. It's a great movie with uh, Jack Nicholson, and there's a, a bunch of people in it. A bunch of really cool people: Annette Bening, Jack Nicholson, Mark Short, um, Pierce Brosnan, and uh, basically people come from Mars and attack us. It's mm. like a, a takeoff on '50s horror movies. But mm-hmm. it's really well done. It's a great story. And um, I think Natalie Portman is in it, too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but, yeah, a bunch of, bunch of people. All right. We're talking now. We're talking movies. Let's talk <laughs> cars. Let's see if we can make this uh, make this work. Uh, add to stream. Okay. Here we go. Ah, uh, this week, we are, dri- we are driving a Mazda CX-90. And I am here to tell you that this is one big hunk of Mazda. Uh, what a what, what a, a nice vehicle Mazda has turned out uh, with this CX-90. The one I have is not the hot of the plug-in hybrid, but the inline six. But when you talk about spacious, you talk about roomy, uh, you talk about luxurious, luxurious interior, uh, you talk about all the things that you look for when you buy a three-row SUV, this car has it. Now, again, the inline six is the big thing. A little bit noisy for my taste, but still, uh, the interior of this car is phenomenal. Uh, the materials that they use uh, to put this together really have a, a soft touch to them, a nice feel. And you can see the craftsmanship in this thing. Plenty of leg room in the back. Uh, uh, certainly, the rear most seats are a little bit tough to get into, but, uh, you know, all in all for that third row, you can get people in there and it still gives you a lot of cargo space, several drive modes on this thing, uh, normal off-road and sport, as you can see here, uh, they're my drive, MI drive adjusts the sky active system to your basic needs on the road. And, uh, the Saint and the Rat go along for the ride. Got a huge screen in the middle. An easy to operate uh, control center on the console. And uh, as I said, the My Drive switch puts it into those different drive modes. And this is supposed to have some off-road chops. It's the Mazda CX-90. Uh, again, uh, I love the color on this car, too. This deep um, uh black cherry color uh it's about 500 bucks extra according to the uh, monroney but again a, a car that uh that i think is going to be very successful as mazda puts itself into that bigger suv market it's going to give mazda fans a way to stick with mazda and what i was most have been most impressed about so far and i haven't really taken it on the highway yet but uh i did take it I did drive up to Muckle Keo with it through the streets, and I was very impressed, Nathan, with the, um, uh, you know, how they took a big vehicle like this, and this is a big vehicle. I mean, this is a this is a lot of Mazda, and were able to still get uh, some of that sports car feel into it. I think that that uh, it, it shocked me because I thought that when you, you know, you would sacrifice a lot of that, but they've tuned the suspension and the brakes. And especially when you put it in that sport mode um, to really still retain that feeling of the road that Mazda people are so enamored with. I I think it's a great ride. We'll have a full review of it uh, next week and uh, we'll hopefully be able to, um, you know, to uh, to give you a good review on it because it's it's feeling like uh like I like it. I'm going to take it down. I'm going to take a nice long road trip this weekend. Uh, head down to see Willie Nelson in uh, Central Oregon, down in Redmond, and uh, I'm looking a lot looking forward to uh, seeing Willie Nelson because he's one of the guys on my bucket list. So I get to scratch that off, uh, but uh, of the bucket list. But I'm also excited to. Uh, Jump in a car with my daughter and take a take a road trip, a, a father daughter road trip to a rock. Uh, well, it's not just a, it's a festival. 
You know, I don't just have rock concerts these days. But according to what's going on around here with baseball games and Taylor Swift and this and that, it's probably good to get as far away from Seattle as you possibly can. <laughs> it sounds like the, it is going to be a traffic nightmare around here uh, for the next two days. So, uh, yeah, so that's the Mazda CX-90. Uh, I think the car, I think the sticker price on the car is just a tad over 60 grand, which for what you get in this car, the all-wheel drive and uh, 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 the different uh, options and the roominess and the, the luxury as Mazda tries to go upscale, uh, I'm impressed with the job they've done. Uh, really, uh, is a car that if you're in the market for that uh, uh, three-row SUV, that compact three-row SUV, this is certainly a car that you should be uh, uh, jumping over to your Mazda dealer and taking a look at. All right, stick around. We got a much more drive time to come. When we come back, we uncover an iconic TV car of the 70s. We have found it, and I'll tell you where it is next, right here on Drive Time Radio. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Always buckle up. Pull your seat belt snug. Give an extra tug. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety, buckle up. Buckle up for safety, always buckle up. Show the world you care by the belt you wear. Buckle up for safety when you're driving. Buckle up, buckle up for safety, buckle up. Buckle up for safety, always buckle up. Put your mind at ease, tell your riders, please. Get your seatbelts buckled, everybody buckle up. The National Safety Council says seatbelts can and do save lives every day. Buckle up for safety, everybody. Buckle up! Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. All right, back with you on Drive Time Radio. New York City hanging out with you on a Saturday morning. If you're not doing anything this morning, you want something to... uh, Something to do, something to hang out, something to commiserate, some people to, uh, to enjoy the automotive lifestyle with. You can always head on over to our good friends at uh, Shoreline Cars and Coffee. Uh, Ryan and company are out there this morning. Even though it, uh, the skies are gray, people still roll their cars out on a Saturday morning and uh, show them off to people and talk about them. It's a great place to talk cars if you want to talk cars. Uh, go out there, tell them New York Vinny sent you. It's at uh, 155th in Westminster, right there at the uh, town and country market where the Sears used to be. They're doing a lot of construction around there and building up. They put apartments up. There's a new store going in. Lots of great stuff. So um, once again, uh, the Shoreline Cars and Coffee, they are out there every week. And if you want to see some some absolutely cool cars, uh, this is the kind of place that uh, that you want to go. Um, all right, let's just uh, see if I can make this work here. I'm going to. Uh, uh, let's see. We got to wait. We got to wait for Ryan Reynolds to shut up here a second. All right. Let's. Um, all right. There we go. Now, Nathan, I don't expect you to know this, but do you happen to know who, th- what theme song, what television show that theme song is from? Ah, uh, gee, you got me there, Vinny. I'm stumped. Uh, all right, there used to be a show in the '70s called Sanford and Son with Red Fox and Demond Wilson, and this show was huge. It was about uh, a guy who ran a a, a junkyard and. Um, who was set in his ways and he was kind of a black Archie Bunker. Hmm. He was kind of the answer to the all in the family Archie Bunker and his son who was trying to change his ways. It was a hilarious show. It was on for, I don't know, five, six years. And um, the open of the show used to feature uh, their pickup truck. They had an old 51 Ford pickup truck said Sanford and son salvage on the side. Oh. And 
it was kind of like an iconic truck. But, you know, it's, it's funny. You always see people recreate a lot of these different trucks from and cars from TV shows. I mean, there's a million General Lees out there. Uh, there's a million Batmobiles. Well, not a million, but there's a, a lot of Batmobiles. Uh, there's a lot of, I've seen a few green Hornet cars in my life. Uh, you know, people tend to create these. I've even seen a, a second monster coach, uh, from the monster. So these sixties cars that had as the sixties, um, TV series and seventies TV series that had, you know, the, uh, um, what was it? The, uh, uh, kit from Knight Rider. The car that talk. People build replicas of these, and they drive them around, and they're cool. Well, I never have seen a replica of the Sanford and Son fifty-one Ford truck uh, that they um, that they used in the show. But I started researching and said, "Well, where is this truck? <laughs> Whatever happened to the truck? Did they sell it at auction? Did they junk it? What happened?" Turns out. That the truck, the iconic Sanford and Son truck, is on display in a showroom of a classic car dealer just outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, the um, it's I guess these guys love the truck, and uh, they love the TV series. And whoever had the truck put it on eBay years ago. For a while, it was parked in front of Red Fox's house. He was the comedian mm -hmm. that played Sanford. But um, somehow it made its way onto eBay. They tried to buy it on eBay, and they finally were successful at uh, bidding at it back in 2014. And these guys from Blue Line Classics wound up buying the truck. So they bought it. They went out and, uh, and got it and towed it uh, back to their shop and restored the truck to its junky condition. You know, it's, it's kind of a tricky because, you know, it's easy to take a truck and sand everything down and make it nice. But when you have to restore it to junkyard condition, that's a little different. <laughs> uh, but they wound up restoring the truck. And over the years, many of the actors uh, that have played in uh, Sanford and Son, most notably, you know, Red Fox is dead. Uh, but Damon Wilson and a bunch of other uh, uh, stars that had appeared in the show, many of them friends of Red Foxes, have gone out to Blue Line to either, uh, you know, they've hosted events or they've rented it out and they've come along with it uh, to, um, you know, and, and, you know, the kind of thing where it's, it's like a, a Comic-Con thing, you know? People would go mm -hmm. and they'd go and they'd see the truck and get their picture taken with it and buy a T-shirt. Uh, it went on the uh, Hot Rod Power Tour in Madison, Wisconsin. And one of the uh, catchphrases that Red Fox always used to say to uh, his son, Damon, was he'd always say, you big dummy, you big <laughs> dummy, he'd always call him. And so the license plates on the truck say, you big dummy. Oh, but it's kind of cool. If you want to see pictures of the truck, you can go to bluelineclassics.com. That's bluelineclassics.com. And you'll be able to uh, see uh, pictures of the truck and how they've restored it. And these two guys uh, who love cars have a classic car dealership, how they've been able to uh, go out and, and rebuild this truck. And I was happy that I was able to find it, as I said, for uh, – you know, people that grew up in the 70s with these different TV series with these uh, iconic cars, um, it, it's cool to see this truck and to know that it uh, it didn't wind up in a junkyard someplace <laughs> uh, like the show was. I mean, it had, um, you know, it's just, just a connection. Uh, like we were talking about last week with the Barbie dolls and the Barbie cars. Mm -hmm. There's a connection from your youth that you get with a lot of these things. And uh, it, it's just great to see it and see that these two guys took the time and uh, the, 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 uh, the care to restore this truck and uh, bring it back to its former condition. All right. So once again, if you want to see the truck pictures of it and the story, bluelineclassics.com. We lost Tony Bennett yesterday. Uh, Tony was uh, 
a guy from the same neighborhood that I grew up in, uh, just uh, a bunch of years before I grew up there. But uh, Tony Bennett, um, his music uh, was loved by generations. Uh, we've seen. I don't. I don't want to go into a long thing about Tony's career. Uh, let's just suffice it to say that he had a great voice. He had a great string of records, uh, and he was a gentleman. Uh, to the utmost degree, was a class act from front to rear. The guy was uh, was aces. I got to meet him many years ago uh, when I was back doing the Grammy Awards for CBS Radio, and uh, we hit it off. We we talked because we were from Astoria, and then um, I asked him a question about a rumor that had been going around my family for many, many years about my mom dating him when they were in high school. And he had said, in fact, yes, I remember your mom. Now, I don't know if he did or he didn't, or he was just being nice. He was kind of washing my face. But the fact that he he treated the uh, question with such class and such dignity, didn't roll his eyes or anything like that. He was very, even even to the point of telling me to say hello to your mom when uh, when you talk to her. Um, I, I just thought it was a wonderful thing. So I figured, what better could we do this morning than to pay tribute to the late Tony Bennett? And I really hate saying that, late Tony Bennett, but paying tribute to the late Tony Bennett with this one off of um, maybe not uh, one of his popular tunes, but certainly one that uh, that talks about the rules of the road. The late, great Tony Bennett in our Saturday morning cartoon and the rules of the road. You should always obey uh, the rules of the road. And again, Tony, rest in peace, uh, a class act, a wonderful human being, a, a talented human being, and uh, somebody who whose music will uh, live on forever. Uh, and maybe, uh, as we spoke about on a show with Michael Knight yesterday, out of... Uh, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, and Tony Bennett, the most technically correct um, voice and phrasing out of out of those three Italian crooners from uh, the uh, you know the 30s and the 40s. Uh, a little um, trivia about Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett is a 10 year old kid sang at the opening of New York City's Triborough Bridge in uh, 1936 and sang at the uh, 50th anniversary ceremony, uh, 50th, 60th, 60th anniversary ceremony that they had for the bridge as well. So he covered both ends of the Triborough Bridge, of which he grew up in the shadow of. All right, it is, uh, well, it's uh, a Saturday morning. And I think that it would probably be a good idea right now if we uh, dove into the uh, radio road test because we're going to try to catch up on a couple of them this morning. Uh, Nathan, hit it, baby. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, the first one we're going to do this morning, we'll see if we have time to put both of them in, but... uh, the first one I want to do now, this is, I know the old Vinny, what are you driving this week? But I want, if you're watching on the internet, for you to take a look at this uh, car while I describe it. It is the Lexus LS 500. This is the big, beautiful Lexus. And uh, it's redesigned, has really uh, upped the game of this car a lot. The twin turbo V6 in this car. It supplies you with uh, a very nice ride, um, a very sporty ride. Again, one of those cars with multiple uh, uh, um, drive modes that you can switch into. Uh, just that this, this car has been around for a long time. I mean, this was one of the original Lexus uh, vehicles uh, when they first uh, broke off and uh, were introduced by Toyota way back when, and uh, the LS500 never disappoints. You know, uh, people have certainly said that it's uh, conservative cars over the year, uh, car over the years, that the design was maybe didn't take a lot of risks. And I think that with the uh, 2023 model, 
uh, that Lexus has taken some design risks here. They've designed this thing um, with flowing lines, uh, that kind of Coke bottle shape, uh, a, a beautiful-looking car with the uh, wider open Lexus grille uh, on it, uh, followed by a long hood, uh, a nice coupe design and a, a short deck, uh, you know, uh, beautiful LED lights in the back and, uh, you know, headlights in the front that follow along when you turn. Uh, the design of the car from the outside is a very visually appealing and classy looking car. This car looks more expensive than it is. Uh, so really nice job by the Lexus stylist. But in these cars, where you make your money, where you make your bones is in the interior. You have to feel like you're competing with BMW, with Mercedes, uh, with uh, Genesis, with all of these different brands, with Infinity, uh, a brand we mentioned before. Uh, the um, You have to be up to that Mercedes-Benz S-Class standard. And Lexus does that beautifully. This now... It certainly is a departure off of kind of the conservative look that you've had in the cabin in uh, over the past years. But this is uh, this is a car that um, th that has brought textured materials, that has brought uh, nice design, that has brought premium stereo systems, that has brought a lot to. Uh, to the table, and it has to because it goes up against the Audi A8, the BMW 7, and then the aforementioned Mercedes-Benz S-Class. Uh, the problem is, is they have up their game as well. Um, what Lexus really did that, I, that I'm so happy about <clears throat> is they have uh, come up with this new, slot, new software uh, that runs the infotainment system that gets rid of that that clunky mouse type pad thing that you couldn't, I mean, when you were driving, you couldn't touch it. If you touched it, you would get in trouble because it would always seem to click on the wrong thing. And you would either, uh, it, it would, it would literally take your, your attention away from driving the car. You would have to pull over and try to figure it out. Uh, and many people didn't. They kept driving. But uh, they've corrected that. You get a nice wide screen, as you see, if you're looking on the Internet now. The design of the car is spectacular looking, uh, the silver and black model uh, that I drove. And inside, the uh, adjustable front seats with massage, uh, the rear seats that adjust, uh, it really it, it it hits all of the luxury buttons for you. The luxury package is a little bit more money, but it is worth it. The leather upholstery feels good. The rear center console has touchscreen controls for climate and audio and seat functions. You can see the fine design if you're looking at it uh, right along the dashboard. Uh, it is just um it. it it, as far as interior, when you're in, in constant this cocoon, this sharp red and black interior with a lot of different textures uh, really went together well. I thought that it all fit together really nice. This car had an adjustable air suspension system. I drove the F-Sport model, and it all really just worked together. I guess the problem with this car is people who want a sporty car that want uh, that that kind of BMW sport car feel to it probably aren't going to get it in this Lexus. Uh, this is this is a Cadillac. This is this is a car that is made to drive you in luxury and class and style. It's not made to be a street racer. It's not made to be the quickest car on the block. Um, the Twin turbocharged V6, also available in a hybrid, uh, gives you a lot of power. I mean, there's a, a ton of power to be had in this thing, uh, but it, it's not uh, a torquing engine. It's not a neck snapper. It will give you 416 horsepower, but it is smooth horsepower. It's not that boom. It's got a 10-speed automatic. Um Again, it's a luxury car. It's not a racing car. So you get 
certainly enough room to enough um, uh, enough power to get on the freeway um, easily, but it really um, it, it's not going to snap your neck. And I think somebody that buys these cars are not looking for a neck snapping car. They're looking for something that's going to give us uh, a you know a bit of speed when they need it, uh, but. You know, it, the all-wheel drive is going to hug the road good. It's going to get through the track, through snow good, through the track. It's going to give you traction. It's going to be an enjoyable car to drive. It's not going to be a sports car. Uh, the all-wheel drive uh, non-hybrid model that I drove had got 29 miles per gallon on average. As I said, very comfortable, comfortable car. Uh, the seats and everything had so many different adjustments on them that it really gave you great you know, um, connectivity to the car. You're comfortable on long trips with this car. Has Apple CarPlay, has, uh, you know, uh, Amazon Alexa in it. And the touchscreen is new and improved and bigger, as we said before, 12.3 inches. It's almost like you're looking at a uh, a drive-in theater. The only thing that was a little wonky on this thing is it had like uh, the seat adjustments were in the infotainment system. Safety-wise, it has a, a great uh, gaggle of driver assistant features. Um, they have, have upped their game on a semi-autonomous driving mode. So uh, the emergency braking, the pedestrian detection, the lane keeping assist, the lane centering assist, and the distronic cruise control all uh, work together uh, to, to assure you that uh, when they are connected and working and you have them in play, that the car is going to be about as safe a car as you can drive out there. Uh, limited warranty covers four years of 50,000 miles. Powertrain warranty gives you six or 70,000. And Lexus includes complimentary maintenance for one year or 10,000 miles. Um, price on this car was just south of $90,000. And again, I drove the all-wheel drive F-Sport model. Um, and uh, as we said, uh, the gas mileage, if you're buying a car like this, you're not worried about the gas mileage. I think Lexus put out what you would expect a Lexus to be. Uh, it's a, a stately, classy, refined car that's going to fit your family in, that's going to, when you show up uh, with this car, at the golf course, at the clubhouse, at the pool club, wherever you're going with it. Uh, it's going to give you that sense of class that you're looking for. It's going to give you a great ride. It's going to give you enough power to go where you want to go. And it's going to be enjoyable to take on a road trip, which is, I think, what you're looking for in this type of car. So the uh, Lexus LS500, uh, definitely a, a beautiful car that, will cocoon you inside. It really takes your mind off of all the troubles in the world when you crank up that Mark Levinson stereo system. It just takes you away into another place. But keep your eyes on the road if you're driving this thing, all right? Because we don't want you to go too far away. All right, uh, that is going to put another edition in the books of Drive Time. We thank you so much. Fast moving hour today, man. We will catch up. You. Don't forget that you can find us on uh, you know, the uh, Facebook and uh, the, all the other social media platforms. Just put NY Vinny in there and you'll find me. So until next week, if the Lord's will and the creek don't rise, have a very good week, folks, and I will catch up with you uh, next week right here on 1150. KKNW. Take care.